The general definition of communication is the systems and processes used to send and receive information. And when you think of a process, think about the steps that are in place to achieve a particular outcome. So the communication process involves several steps. Here is the sequence. First we have the receiver, also known as the encoder. And the encoder encodes information to express the information to help the receiver understand and accept the information. You are the sender and your supervisor comes to you and asks you to send a message and let's say in this case it's going to be an email. So when your supervisor asks you to send an email, he or she is going to give you the topic and some background information. And so with this information you're going to think about your content. So what information are you going to give to the receiver to help everyone in that audience, all the you know everyone who is a, a recipient of your message, to understand and accept your message? The medium is how to convey the message. So going back to the receiver and the information that we have here, your message could be a letter, it could be an email, it could be a fax, it could be a presentation, it could be a tweet. There are, of course, many ways to send um, many medium or many media to convey your message. And that really all depends on the receiver. So who is the receiver and what is the best way to reach that audience? And so you want to think about all of this information when you begin to put the message together and when you begin to decide on the particular medium, the best medium for the receiver. Now the receiver is also known as the decoder. And to decode means to interpret the message and apply its meaning to his or her circumstances. So in other words, the receiver is going to read your message and decide, okay, how does this information apply to me? And what can I do about the situation? Or do I need to do anything about the situation? And that will be the basis for the, the feedback that you will receive from your receiver. So the feedback can be, of course, various types of feedback. It could be negative, it could be positive, um, it could be perhaps no feedback at all. So you want to make sure that you think about that as well. If you don't receive any feedback, that does not necessarily mean that everything is fine. So you want to think about all types of responses that you receive from your receiver. So please note that the receiver and the sender 
So you and your audience are influenced by internal and external stimuli. So internal stimuli could be the attitudes and beliefs. And so perhaps the information that you include will be based on your attitude and beliefs about the subject, about the content. And you want to make sure that that is not the case and you don't let your attitude and beliefs show through because that would lead to a biased message. And in business writing, the information needs to be objective and um, the content needs to be fact-based. So you want your attitudes and beliefs to stay out. And therefore, you don't want your the attitudes and beliefs of your sender to, to, of your receiver to um, overcloud the message for the receiver. Also, think in terms of external stimuli, and this could be the regulations or policies um, in place, um, the timeline as well. All these things can affect the information that you put into a message. Again, you want to make sure that your message is fact-based. So if it is, um, if the message has something to do or the content has something to do with uh, regulations or policies, you want to make sure that you state that information in the content. So when we think about communication, and the communication process, we can then narrow this information down to the definition of business communication. And this is the process of a business sending and receiving messages to and from stakeholders. And stakeholders are the various groups, individuals, and representatives with which businesses communicate. So some examples of stakeholders include clients, competitors, customers, employees, investors, and stockholders. And this is just a sampling of various stakeholders within a business. So why don't you think about some possible stakeholders as well that you can add to this list. Now, communication, of course, is essential within any business. And a business can use communication in various ways to plan their activities, to hire, um, so they can communicate to determine whether there needs to be um, hiring that takes place or perhaps there needs to be terminations that take place. Also, to train employees. To motivate employees, that's very important and um, a topic that many businesses are in tune to today to motivate employees so that they can do the best and be the best that they can be. Also to coordinate activities, this could be uh, within departments and to persuade. And really when you think of communication, it really is um, contingent upon your ability to persuade. Okay, there are various types of communication. 
So we have our face-to-face -face communication. And you know, sometimes within a business, we're kind of getting away from face-to-face -face communication, but we need to make sure that um, the meetings, face-to-face -face meetings, and just face-to-face one-on-one interaction is occurring. We have phone conversations. And within these phone conversation, conversations, sure, we have can have the oral communication, but then also, of course, if you're, uh, many businesses use texting as well. We have the meetings. And the meetings can be all employees within um, an auditorium or a boardroom. But then also now we have meetings that occur in various sites throughout the United States and throughout the world. So we have international meetings as well that can take place. And technology has afforded us this opportunity to do so. We can communicate real time um, across time zones. We have email messages. Of course, we have letters and memos. And those are still very popular, even though we have electronic communication and social media now. Let's not forget the traditional letters and memos, very important in business. And then, of course, we have reports. These could be proposals, recommendation reports, sales reports. Then we have types of nonverbal communication. And this nonverbal communication can truly communicate much about a company. So, pictures. Perhaps you have seen pictures of organizations in which we have. Um, several employees in one location. So those faces of employees can communicate much about that company. Computers and the types of computers that companies use. So whether it is your traditional IBM, or your traditional Apple, <laughs> or iPads, um, any type of way that a company communicates to its stakeholders says a lot about that company. So it could be generational. Perhaps let's say for example, um, the new and up and up and coming company with um, employees that are more millennials will have Apple's um, Apple computers or actually iPads to communicate or any type of um, tablet to communicate. And that will say a lot about kind of the style of that particular company. Also company logos. Many, time, many times all that you need to see is a logo, no words attached to that logo, but you know exactly the company that logo represents. So, for example, Nike, all we have to see is that Nike swoosh, and we know exactly um, that's Nike without the word Nike appearing. All right, so let's take a look at this image, this nonverbal image of representing a company. Now, this image comes from Getty Images, and um, the information is here as far as um, the number and the and the person who took the photograph to give this person credit. 
So many companies now will use what is known as a stock photo. So companies will go to Getty Images or other stock photo organizations and choose pictures to represent the company. Now the employees in this particular picture does not represent the company okay, because again this is a stock photo but this is the image that the company wants to portray. So if you take a look at this photograph we have a rather somewhat diverse representation of employees. Um, pretty much dressed professionally. So we have the men in ties, if, at least if not a, a jacket and tie. And we have the women dressed casually, but business attire with a white shirt. So they are wearing business attire. Pretty much everyone is looking at the camera and everyone is smiling. So this represents then a happy group of employees. The company is concerned about diversity. So see how this picture, if used to represent a company, can say a lot about that company and the image that company wants to project to the public. So this is another form of business communication, this nonverbal communication. Then we have interpersonal nonverbal communication. And this would be facial expressions. So this is why that face-to-face -face 101 communication is important because we can get a lot from facial expressions and facial cues. This information can communicate much to us, whether it is displeasure, whether, whether it is perhaps uh, misunderstandings, or just positive feedback. Proximity has a lot to do with interpersonal nonverbal communication. And this refers to the location of, let's say, a group of employees and those employees and their supervisor or their manager. So is everyone working together in close proximity or does the supervisor reside, his or her office is in another location and employees have to, it's almost like um, a separate uh, space. So instead of being collaborative and working together, employees are kind of scattered throughout. Employees who are working on a particular project, let's say, or within a particular division or department, are they separated from the supervisor? So how is all of that laid out? Or is it more collaborative? Is everyone in a cubicle as opposed to employees in a cubicle and then the supervisor in a large office? So all of this communicates much about the organization, about how business is done, um, about the values of an organization, etc. Office size as well. So again, another example of this would be um, our employees kind of crammed together in small cubicles, and you know the and then the supervisors are in larger cubicles or larger spaces. So it says a lot about um, seniority, 
Um, it says a lot about how employees operate within the organization. So those are some things that you want to take a look at. Now let me say this as a caveat here, that it does not mean that if a supervisor has a large office and the employees are in cubicles, that there isn't respect or they won't work well together. Okay, but these are just issues that you want to take a look at as far as ways that companies communicate with employees and perhaps ways that companies can improve communication interpersonally. There are benefits of improving communication and there are two that I would like for you to really focus on throughout this course. So improving communication will enable you to build a positive business relationship by communicating your points more succinctly and making your efforts more efficient and effective. So these are two of many benefits that this course will focus on, but for the first introduction to communication, I would like you to focus on these two. Again, communicating your points more succinctly and making your efforts more efficient and effective.